All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. Here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the Colts Daily Update tonight on a Thursday. 93.5-1075, the fan. The Colts are back on the practice field again today. They're gearing up for Sunday night football and a trip to Dallas to take on the 8-3 Cowboys this weekend. The Colts have dropped uh, 5 of 6. The Cowboys, conversely, have won 4 of 5. I'm Matt Taylor, joined tonight by J.J. Stangovitz, writer from Colts.com, and we're emptying out the notebook that J.J. has racked up all week long full of Colts notes and tidbits. J.J., what's going on tonight, man? How are you? I'm good. A lot to get to this week. Uh, one yep. more week, one more week until the bye. It feels like we're <laughs> we're in like the last push right now. Yeah, uh, I know December's there, here. I know there are gonna be four more games after the bye, but boy, do we need it? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah, you go from like we talked about. You go from July to now without a real extended time off for everybody involved here, players and coaches especially. All right, so as we turn to uh, game number thirteen, the Colts are currently three and a half games out of the playoff spot, uh, or the last playoff spot, I should say, with five games to play. Uh, you're inside that locker room. You heard from Jeff Saturday on Wednesday. How are the Colts treating this week and the rest of the season, knowing there's five games left? And again, the math just isn't in their favor at this point in terms of postseason. Yeah, you know, hearing from Jeff Saturday and Matt Ryan, two guys who have been through disappointing seasons Jeff Saturday 2011 with the Colts where they went two and 14 Matt Ryan you know went through a couple of losing seasons when he was in Atlanta and they both said that what what the message they're giving to players this week is what you put on tape over these next five games really matters it it matters over the course of your career how you are viewed not only by the Indianapolis Colts but by 31 other teams around the NFL right and, you know, for a lot of the young guys on this team, you know, Bernard Ryman, Alec Pierce, and we're going to talk about Bernard here in a little bit, but, you know, Jelani Woods, these guys, it, these games matter for their development. And, and you only get so many chances to develop and grow in live game action that actually matters. Mm-hmm. So these last five opportunities are going to be critical for those guys, for the guys on this team who are, are maybe going to hit free agency after this year or next year. Right. Um, these games matter a ton to them. And for everyone else, I mean, these, this is a very prideful locker room. You know, I don't see DeForest Buckner or Stephon Gilmore or Michael Pittman Jr. or Jonathan Taylor just packing it in. Um, these guys are still working very hard. They are still putting the focus in on what they can do to help their team win. And there's not a – like, Matt, I, I keep getting this question. of Like, oh, the Colts tanking. Are they going to tank? It's like that's not a thing for players to tank. It's just – it's not – because these guys are wired to be so competitive that losing is like the worst thing ever to them. Right. If you make it That's this not far. That's how they got here. Right, exactly. If you make it this far to the mm-hmm. NFL, you don't know how to not try to win a game. No That's doubt. just not in your DNA, in how you're wired. So none of these players are thinking about, well, if we lose this game to Dallas, we might have a better shot at getting a quarterback. They're thinking we want to beat Dallas because we're competitors. That's what they do. And they can beat Dallas. I mean, Dallas is good, but they've got chinks in that armor. I mean, the Colts beat the Chiefs this year. Right. 
So they can go on Sunday night football and make a statement and, and, and prove they can play some better football. They're capable of playing better football. There's no question about that. Again, that's J.J. Stankovic. I'm Matt Taylor. So Colts sticking with continuity along that offensive line that was declared earlier this week. Uh, Bernard Ryman's going to stay at left tackle. Will Fries is going to stay at, at, at uh, right guard. What do you see out of those two young guys? How have they grown? How much improvement are they showing in these last couple of games? Yeah, you know, with, with Ryman specifically, Matt, I, I've seen a lot of improvements from him over the last couple of weeks, which is, I think, what you hope for if you're the Colts. You, you're not expecting him, you know, to be like a Walter Jones out there right from the jump. But what you've seen has been incremental progress over the last couple of weeks. You've seen him handle Chandler Jones very well mm-hmm. in that game against Las Vegas Raiders. You know, until the last drive against Pittsburgh, I thought Bernard handled Alex Highsmith, who's got yeah. you know, nine, ten sacks yeah. this year. I thought he handled him really well. Now, granted, Highsmith did get him late in that game, but to me, I, I'm I know it's disappointing, but I'm I'm willing to look at that as a part of the developmental process. Yeah, of part of the for, process for 58 minutes. Bernard Ryman handled Alex Highsmith pretty well. Yeah, he got him at the end, but that's all part of the growth process for a young rookie left tackle. Mm -hmm. And the arrow is pointing up for Bernard Ryman. And by the way, Matt, he's done some really good things in the run game from the jump. That's been a strength of his so far this season, that he's, he's been a pretty good run blocker for this team. The pass blocking is coming along, and I think what you want to see out of Ryman now over those last five games is does that arrow keep pointing up? And can you go into this offseason thinking, yeah, he's got a shot to be our starting left tackle in 2023. Right. There's a, a definitely a world where the Colts feel like with an offseason in the training program, uh, you know, another year of development with a lot of growth this season that he could be that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't think anyone's sitting here with six games left saying that, you know, it's definitely going to happen. Sure. But the opportunity is definitely there for Bernard Ryman, and he's shown some really encouraging signs over the last couple of weeks. Right. That's why these last five games for him specifically are so, so important. Same thing for Will Fries, that development and those uh, continuing, you know, growth steps and, and get those growing pains out of the way. Uh, one of the bigger stars from Monday night, Jelani Woods, huge game last time out. Eight catches, 98 yards. What do you think? Have the Colts finally found? So I hate to say finally, but I mean he he broke him. He's got a couple of red zone touchdowns earlier in the season, but eight for ninety eight by far a a season high career high for Jelani Woods as a rookie. Is that transferable going forward for him? Yeah, I mean I I think it is. You know I don't know if he's going to do that every game. There have only been five six games that a tight end has hit those marks this year, and like yeah. three of them are Travis Kelsey. So I, you know I don't know if you expect him to do that sure. every game, but. The the fluidity. I just mean it, that involved within the offense, right? Right. right. You know, and, and I think the reason why you're encouraged is because Woods looked very fluid running his routes with the ball in his hands in that game. And that's the kind of athlete the Colts saw when he was at Virginia last year was, you know, someone who can, who can you know, kind of sink his hips and, and be a good route runner and be not just a go-up-and-get-it guy in the red zone, but a, a more of a complete receiving tight end. Mm-hmm. You saw signs of that against the Pittsburgh Steelers that were very encouraging. And then, you know, he, he had the 8 for 98, but he also drew a P.I. in the end zone. So that still is a part of his game, that he can be a matchup nightmare down there in the red area, but you're seeing him make strides outside of the red zone, and that's very encouraging for this team going forward. That's J.J. Stangovitz. I'm Matt Taylor. You're listening to the Colts Daily Update tonight here on the home of the Colts. 
This is 93.5 and 107.5. The fan turning the page over to the Cowboys. You know, JJ, it's that old adage, right? It's that line uh, you hear all the time. It's not. It's not who you play. It's when you play them, right? You hear that all the time in baseball more so than football. But uh, the Cowboys right now are hot. Um, when you look at them on offense, over 28 points and over 400 yards of offense in four straight games. Uh, that's some rare air right now going into this game against the Colts. Yeah, and you know, Dak Prescott is is so impressive as a quarterback, Matt, because he he's maybe not the most physically talented quarterback in the NFL, but you're going to be hard-pressed to find a quarterback who processes better than Dak Prescott and I can identify where your weakness is on defense and then just go after it during a game, whether it's with a check at the line of scrimmage, with a post-snap decision. He's so good at that. You're really starting to see that offense come on. You know, Tony Pollard is such a good football player, explosive at the running back position. You got CeeDee Lamb is always going to be tough to cover. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Ezekiel Elliott, we know what he can do. So, and, and that offensive line that Dallas has has really played well this year. This is going to be a tough challenge for the Colts' defense, but the Colts' defense has been up to these challenges this year, whether it's been Philadelphia, Kansas City. The Colts so far are the only two teams, or the only team to hold both of them under 20 points this season. The defense of Dallas, though, that is the challenge, man, because Micah Parsons, he might be the best defensive player on the planet right now. Um, He lines up everywhere. He lines up everywhere. Demarcus Lawrence, it's like he's almost like the forgotten guy now, but he is an established (laughs) elite pass rusher. Trayvon Diggs is an outstanding cornerback. Dan Quinn has done such a good job scheming up that defense. Uh, that yeah. to me is where I think Dallas presents the biggest challenge for the Colts is going to be on that Colts offense versus Dallas defense matchup. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's J.J. Stangovitz. Check him out, Colts.com, the Colts mobile app. He's covering the team on a daily basis. He's on the beat. Uh, my man, did you ever hang your Christmas lights? I did. Did you? So I know you're trying to get those up before it got really I cold. Did. So Tuesday, you know, I'm, I got about four hours of sleep after the Monday night game. And Tuesday <laughs> at about 8.30, I'm looking and it's 58 out. And I go... If I don't do this now, man, am I going to regret oh, it later? I thought later. you got them up like in late October. No, well, that was the in, the indoor decorations got up in late October. I was a little slower <laughs> oh, on the uptake on the outdoor ones, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, look, we waited until after Halloween for the record <laughs> to get them up. But, wow! Yeah, no, to to stay you are festive to stay awake. On Tuesday, I put up my Christmas lights. That a boy. That was a bad idea. But now got, got I don't have to do schedule. it. I don't have to do it now when it's you know twenty degrees outside. So it's, uh, I'm glad I did it. No, no white lights or multicolors there. Uh, we go white lights wrapped around garland, uh-huh. and then we string them through our uh, front porch. Looks very festive. Wow, sounds really good. Yeah, it can is. You, can you give your address out so we can drive by and see? I'm not giving my address out <laughs> on this program. You don't want to do that? No, Come I, on I, now. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> well, if you see any lights up in Carmel, there's a chance that that's JJ's house. So he's, L- listen, listen. He's doing I, his part to keep you festive. I here. did not pay anyone to do it. I did it myself with my own two hands. a boy. I see. I'm a write a check guy. I don't even go that far. I just don't. I just don't do it. I don't have time. But I bet that place is looking sparkling. It is very festive. And Clark Griswold Jr. over yeah. there. JJ, save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> All right, brother man. Appreciate it and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy football tonight. Thursday night football. We got what Patriots Bills tonight. Yeah. So good match. Good one. No doubt about it. All right, brother, we'll talk to you on Sunday for the pregame show. Have a great weekend, okay? All right, thanks, Matt. All right, J.J. Stankovitz right there. I'm Matt Taylor. Instant replay is coming up next, and they will not be talking about holiday lights. I can guarantee you that. This has been the Colts Daily Update here on the home of the Colts, 93.5, 107.5. The Fan, good night.